up with some Ghost Riders in the Sky and then just messing around a little bit. All right. Because I haven't gotten to warm up yet. All right. Well, you're warm. You're, yeah. you're hot-blooded. Check it Let's and see. see. You got a fever of 2,000 degrees. Damn. You're made of magma and you're, and you're hot that as hell. hell. Lava blooded. I'm lava blooded. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, folks. Two lonely boys in a canoe. I am Chris Evans. This here is Trevor Alstrom. They call us sometimes Gravel Shits and Gorgeous George. Sometimes. Um, we're coming at you live on a Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. What? Thursday. We're coming at you on a Thursday, November the 3rd. Um, it's been a heck of a week, man. Trevor, how, how's your week been? Pretty hectic. Halloween on Monday. I, uh, How what? was your spooky Halloween? It was good. Unlike this podcast, I was all warmed up and ready to go. So my guitar playing was good. I played uh, a punk song, Like We Can't Thieves, about turning werewolves by the great punk band, Grievy Spotty Harm, GBH. And then I played a fancy Chinese businessman song, Old Band East Man called Dennis in the Deep about a sea monster and then I did the Beatles song Blackbird it was good went well and he did the mash the he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he but did the mash everyone else just did love songs I was the only one that did any spooky songs so that was a little disappointing you know what would have been hilarious if you're like this is my rendition of the telltale heart and then you just read like the entire poem with a guitar yeah. background that poem's very long, man. I remember reading it in school. The Edgar Allan Poe one? Yeah. yeah. Edgar Allan Poe was a really cool uh, poet to me because all of his shit was dark when I was a kid. Yeah, I was kind of into the darker poetry, I guess. But um, I remember sitting down at my sister's house. She had a giant book of Edgar Allan Poe's uh, poetry. And, dude, I read The Raven and The Telltale Heart, and I didn't realize that in the school's version, it's a, it's a short shorter version of it yeah. it's like it's 10 pages the actual poems are like 28 pages and yeah. i mean of the craziest uh dialogue you ever heard man like the uh the cast of Amatillo was another one he did about this uh drunken guy that was down checking out this this rich dude's basement and the sure. rich dude uh got him stuck there and actually walled him in Walled nice. the men down in the cellars. Yeah, while you're there, you yeah. might as well wall you in. He's like, well, now you can enjoy all the wine forever. And then he you got walled always in. always have wine. Yes. He's like, let me out of the cellar. Yeah, no, I always liked Edgar Allan Poe. He's a pretty funny dude. Yeah, he, uh, he was an interest. He had an interesting life, too. Did a lot of crazy Married stuff. his cousin. Married his cousin. He was uh, actually in Eureka the last time I was in, but he was there back in the 1850s. Interesting. He was in the army. Yeah. And he was an officer that drank a lot and shook his fists at a lot of natives. What are you doing? One of the coolest MREs I ever saw was from Scotland. They had a 1960s, it was an MRE from nice. Scotland. But it came with a pack of cigarettes. It came with a dope little journal to write your thoughts down in. It came with food. It came with a thing of scotch came with alcohol. It came with um, a flint lighter. Nice. It came with a nice bayonet or a nice knife. Like, it was the coolest MRE I'd ever seen. And it had food in it, too. That was the craziest part. Yeah, there's that dude on the internet. He eats uh, old MREs. 
I've heard of him. I forget his name, but that dude is fucking ballsy, man. He eats MREs from like the 30s it's, and 40s it's sometimes. A good way to get sick. But he doesn't, man. He he he. I guess he preps his body. Sometimes if it's something doesn't taste right, he just doesn't eat it. But most of the time, he's fine, dude. I don't think I've ever really seen him get too sick. He's he spit some stuff out. He's threw up a couple times, but. Just, you know, for eating food that's meant to last 10 to 12 years, 40, 50 years later, that's pretty crazy. You eat the same from World War II, like, mm -hmm. damn. He's had a lot of MREs from, like, the Korean War and Vietnam and all sorts of stuff. Russia. Crazy to have, like, a World War One meal. Mm -hmm. A little old at this point, but... If it's still good, you know what I mean? That'd be nuts. Having a hundred plus year old MRE. This is from the <coughs> All Quiet on the Western Front. This ah! is from the Civil War. <laughs> Shit. Here, this is from the Trojan War. Oh, like, God damn. damn. <laughs> it's a condom. <laughs> it's a condom of some wine. Weird. Yep. All right. Well, forgive us, folks, if we don't sound too uh, up and at it. We're both work. exhausted from life. Life has yeah. been getting us down lately, and we're like here. To, we're here to spew our feelings and thoughts on yep. you. <laughs> Sorry if our uh, the music and the conversation is a little slower than usual. Um, hey, you guys! Pivy, pivy roof. So we did have Halloween that just happened, and we got through it. And what'd you dress up as, Trevor? Just a guy that works at a metal shop. I dressed up like a guy that worked on a dock. Nice. <laughs> there you go. But it's over now, and the uh, the weather has gotten very cool and rainy, which is what it's supposed to do this time, and it's probably going to be a cold and wet winter. And uh, for national news, we'll talk about the election bullshit next Sunday, but... As far as national Sunday, 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 and this daylight savings thing. Coming to your poll place, it's the midterm elections. Uh, and also, Chris has a birthday coming up very soon, too. Yeah, I'm going to be 32. Ooh. On the 8th. Nice. Yeah. So, as far as, do you have any non-election national news? I'm going to save the stupid election thing for next time. Apparently, Alex Scarlatos likes to choke bitches. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with those policies, but he, he does. It seems to. Um, news right now. We have that... Um, what the hell? We had Nancy Pelosi's husband get hit with a hammer. Yeah, we talked about that. We had the, the crushing uh, stampede in Korea. We briefly um, mentioned that. We, we talked about that a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. My, my whole brain is wrapped around work still. Yeah, I'm still trying to... Uh... Man, work sucks when you can't come down from work. Like, your brain is just melted, and your body is melted, but your, your fucking... Your spirit's still there, you know. What you I mean? feel like a, I feel like a burrito that's been heated and reheated too many times. Yeah, from yeah. the bottom the of the fridge. The tortilla yeah. is starting to fall apart now. The cheese has got a, some weird, funky blue flecks to it, but you're hungry enough, so you're gonna eat it anyway. I don't know news. News. Uh, funny word, news. 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 Booze. Cruise. News. <laughs> news. news. Bernie Sanders on 
the old Bernie Sanders on it. See, it's all fucking election bullshit. Yeah, then that's the problem with this time of year, uh, man. And this is why I hate... That's why I'm like, hey, do you have any non-election news? This is why I hate my birthday some years, man. Because every two years, during my birthday, there's this big political jump. And then, like, my birthday is November 8th, so usually uh, elections are over by November, like, 10th or something. But your birthday's ruined by the fucking elections. It always is, but the, the best part, I think, is a birthday well, gift that I year. ever get. That's every other year. Yeah. But I think the best thing about a birthday gift that I ever get is after my birthday, they stop talking about politics for a moment. That's nice. Yeah, they, they, you know, the people that are voted in are voted in, and then there's a little bit of a squabble and shit. People are like, oh, this person shouldn't have won, or this person shouldn't have won. And then that's about it, you know. Months go by, and everybody kind of forgets about it. But, yeah, I always hated that uh, on my birthday. There's always politics every couple of years, man. There's some news. There you go. There's some Chris news. Chris news. Chris's news. I got, uh... Ooh. Oh, Eugene Dark Rumor Group. The, the group out of Dylan's group. It's fucking on here, finally. Nice. They're doing a uh, Thursday today, I guess. Oh, I already happened. Noon to three. They did something. <laughs> they did something. We were both at work. A little they, late they, news. Yeah, they did something at Maud Kern's Art Center, <coughs> downtown Eugene, I guess. I wish I knew more artsy stuff. Some. I usually find out about it from Dylan, my professional photographer friend. Uh, Trevor's always touting how many friends he has. He's like, I got one here and ooh, I got one there. Ooh, I got, I got a good one here. We got uh, this Thursday, we got Aikido Beginner Series, 6 to 7. You want to learn some Aikido? You're going to be like Steven Seagal? Yeah. <laughs> sweep the leg or just like grab the wrist yeah. and then the guy just flips all of a sudden. Yeah, no, that's Steven but, Seagal style. Yeah. Aikido. He, he was definitely a big proponent of Aikido and I every time I just think of cheesy ass Steven Seagal now when I mention Aikido. Isn't that fucked up? That one guy screwed up a yeah, whole... Yeah, he ruined all martial arts. <laughs> it's like nobody can learn Aikido seriously yeah. now without somebody being like, where's Steven Seagal at? Yeah. Well, like, Wen Chung, like Bruce Lee, but people yeah. don't make fun of Bruce Lee like they do <laughs> Steven. Yeah, the Gracies, they don't make... Yeah. But that's the best Steven Seagal, people are like... Tie. Yeah, everything else like has like some coolness to it. Yeah. And then everybody's like Aikido, and they're like, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Better get that ponytail out, bud. He's hey. like, watch this. <laughs> oh, I know. Elvis, bro. Him versus Elvis. We, that we, would be we, the we, named, we named that episode already. Yeah, that would be the ultimate match. Uh, Steven Seagal versus Elvis. That would be pretty funny. They'd both be doing weird karate on each other. Nobody be moving <laughs> too fast to do anything. That'd be awesome. Uh, at the, uh... Ooh, apparently this, uh... Friday... There's a, uh... College volleyball game, Washington versus Oregon. So the Huskies versus the Ducks at 6 p.m. Midnight Arena. Tickets are like usually 20 bucks. I went and saw them play once with my friend Jeff on uh, mushrooms, and that was that was interesting. The problem I have with volleyball is that not not a lot of people care about volleyball. I just. I got a free ticket and I was on mushrooms. It's the only reason I yeah. went. So I was hanging out with a friend. So. That's the problem is, is you 
know, the volleyball team doesn't always get support, so yeah. they need people to fill the stands. That's why the chick, the tickets are so cheap. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, this area, the Matt Knight Arena, we live pretty close to it. And oh, when yeah. they let out from sporting events like football or basketball, it is fucking crazy oh, driving yeah. or walking around there. It's like three or 4,000 people out at once. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and what you, the fuck? You definitely hear it. Yeah. No, there's a ton of people that go to the sporting events around here. And I've had to be driving home before as a sporting event got out. And these people don't give a shit, bro. No. They sprint across the street no, they don't and care. fucking running packs and stuff. There's like people falling down because some people are going, some people are stopping. Yeah, they built a they built a bridge over the area so that the people could pass like uh, safely, but it's a little further down of a walk. So most of the people just run across the street. Yeah, college kids suck sometimes. Yep. If you're in college, don't run across the street. Don't don't kill yourself because you're impatient. Yeah. It's uh getting hit by a vehicle sucks. Bad it happen. It's not fun. I've been hit by cars. Yeah. And it's just one of those things yeah. that you don't think about until you're hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you really think about it. So yeah. Be careful, folks, on those streets. It's wild. So we also got Rises Leaders 2022 Fall Cohort. What is 10 that? 10 a.m. to noon at the Mahoney Building. Are you just making weird announcements that, that aren't real? The no, they're Mahoney real. Mahoney Building? No, this, these are real words. This sounds fake. 120 Shelton McMurphy Boulevard. Info at beyondtoxics.org. Oh, I appreciate you. You're complimenting my ability. You're giving me. You're overestimating my bullshit ability right now. I guess, man. You're just making shit up. No. The th- Mahoney Building. <laughs> These are real words, Chris. Trevor's just reading gobbledygook. (laughs) (laughs) Gobbledygook. Uh, I'll do one more cheesy one real quick. Ooh, here's one, Chris, with like. It better be a Gouda one. Oh, I'm hungry for cheese now. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm real peaceful like Buddha until you take my Gouda. No, you can be a real monster. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm feeling real blue about this cheese. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like to get money. I like that cheddar. All right. I fucking opened a can of worms. <laughs> you went up a lot of wheels of cheese, sir. Hey, this this conversation definitely has some holes in it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So we also have uh, This is what I got to deal with, guys. He loves it. So he, he gets to see greatness in action. It's like one out of a hundred <laughs> jokes really sticks. No, no. Better maybe, odds than that. And maybe Better like, odds than like, that. Okay, You're being okay, mean okay. right now. All right, all right. Maybe a little mean. So it's like one out of every nine really hits. No, more like one out of four. No, bullshit. One out of four. And then the rest of them are just fucking terrible, man. So it, it's hard to You have some bad ones, too. Not like that. Yeah, man. you have some bad ones. No. So we also have a figure drawing painting class. Art with Alejandro, 6 to 8 p.m. That was the last story. This is the last one. Fifth Street Market. Uh, Thursday, November on Chris's birthday, he can go see, uh, go do some figure drawing for his be birthday. At work, man. I don't see, and this is what people don't understand. Your birthday is just another day of the yeah. year, man. My birthday. Give a fuck. I worked all my birthday for. I don't think I've had off my all my birthday in like ten years. That's probably been the same for me. I also worked this this year on my birthday. It was like a Wednesday. No one yeah, gave. Mine's on a Saturday. Yeah. I think. It was hot and 
Yeah, just ugh. That's one of the best things is I'm getting paid right before my birthday, too, so I have some bullshit money. There you go. Go get all the jars of peanut butter now. Oh, man. It's just so funny because I don't drink anymore. I'm like, how are you going to celebrate? And I'm like, ice cream cake. <laughs> ice cream cake sounds good. Nice. You down? Ooh. You down for some ice cream cakes? I'm down. Down like a clown, Charlie Boone. Down like a clown, Charlie Boone. <laughs> Down like a clown, Charlie Boone. South, <laughs> South Park shout out. Down like a clown, Charlie Brown. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, we're not gonna put up with this. Are you involved in a gang? <laughs> He's like, Mom, I can't talk about this because it's super secret. <laughs> Why don't you guys but, get together and just figure out what got your problems? But if you're not down with my new new friends, you can just pass the butt to the nigga on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, when they when they become gang members. Crazy cripples. Yeah, crips. He's like, that's what they must have meant, Timmy, is getting them some ginger ale and marshmallows at the store. That's <laughs> right. Then they just cross the street and jaywalking, and that guy's like, oh, God! And he drives into the fucking convenience store. He's like, Sunday driver. <laughs> Jimmy's one of the most underrated characters on South Park. I love Jimmy. Him and Timmy just get into so much shit together. Yeah, they do. I also love how Jimmy has, like, wet noodle legs, can't yeah. walk. But he, his drumming is ridiculous. Yeah. He can do like crazy double bass, like death metal, like, boy, like what are you playing for Behemoth? Just like ridiculous shit. I love. Uh, da, 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 da. I love the episode where they're at uh, Camp Tardy Kaka. Yeah, yeah. the retarded camp. Yeah, you showed me. And uh, Jimmy's going to to surf on the lake, <laughs> and he goes. Oh no! Because it looks like he got washed out. And it's like, oh wait, no, he's doing it. And then there's just like a crazy thing of him surfing. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. Da, South da, Park. Da, 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 yeah. <laughs> Some surf music yeah. pops in. South Park's so funny. And then the uh, the other guy he got he got raped by the uh, the lake shark with the nine inch penis. Yep. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan got raped by that shark. <laughs> The Lake Tardy Kaka, great white <laughs> penis length of nine inches. <laughs> Shout out Lake Sharks, nine inch cocks. So, uh, moving on, I guess. Moving on up. Got any, the east side. got any cool world moves? To a deluxe apartment in the sky high. Moving on up. Do we have any world news? Yeah, so uh, again with the Ukraine and, and Russia war, uh, Ukraine's beating back Russia again. Hell um, yeah. One of the largest cities that they control right now. Um, Russia's pretty much on the outskirts of the city. They don't really control it as much anymore. Um, but this just goes to show, man, that like all Ukraine really had to do was hold their ground for a while Which until they got done. reinforced. And now they're just, uh, they're fucking up Russia with a lot of, like, so their strategy is pretty funny. Um, it's literally shooting from a target, from a targeted area, um, hitting their target, and then moving miles down the road. So they just, it's a hit and move, hit and move strategy, and it's been working for them. Um, Russia doesn't really have any other options right now. They're pretty much out of people. They're out of tanks. They're out of a lot of uh, things that they need to keep their war going, uh, fuel, uh, food, 
But I think that Vladimir Putin's not willing to admit that he's made a mistake. So he's going to either double down <laughs> and, and he's going to start just just basically sending everybody in Russia to fucking fight. I go to shop coke. Get all supplies <laughs> I need for war. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Vladimir Putin's in a really bad position right now because in the next few months, the winter's coming. Oh, yeah. And winter's always been the, the fucking hardest time in war. No oh, matter yeah. what it is, it's just... Mother Nature. And Russia's been involved in a few of those. Napoleon, yeah. World War One, World War Two. So let's say this war even lasts to the spring, which it probably will. You know, they're not going to have anything left by then. Um, I'm really curious to see what Russia does here in the next few months because they're going to definitely uh, take some more major losses. Nobody even on their side really wants to fight anymore. They're just no. going out there and getting hit, and they're just like, we can't hit them now. <laughs> you know, they're they're running, and I feel bad for the people, man, because a lot of them are just getting forced into military service for this dude's fucking dick-showing competition. Yeah, no, it is sad. Yeah, a lot of these uh, Russian guys are just fucking, yeah. They're caught in the middle, just like the Ukrainians, man. Uh, I, I feel bad for the everyday people that it's beyond their control. They're yeah. just they're just stuck in the on both Ukraine and Russian side. They're just stuck. They're just in the right place, but at the wrong time, like the Doctor John song. For real. Yeah. All right, we can move on. Uh, do do the subject that. Uh, the boss at my job, John. Shout out to John. Hey, John. Older gentleman. He uh, wanted us to talk about the uh, number of stars in the universe compared to sand. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sand out there on a the planet. A lot Earth. of sand. So it's apparently, Are we just talking sand on this planet? Because there's a lot of sand on a lot of planets. Mars has sand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's fucking a lot of planets out there with sand. So, apparently there's this word called sextillion. Real word. Chris thinks I'm making it up, but it's... Trevor's just a... He's a wordsmith. He's sitting there making up words. It's a billion trillion, bud. Making a bunch of assumptions. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's a number of like 24 zeros. More... more, A bigger number than any of us is ever going to have to deal with. Okay. So... All right. That's... But yeah, there's... Apparently there... I've heard different numbers, but... There's definitely over a sextillion stars in the universe, and there's also about a sextillion grains of sand. So it's fairly close. There's a little bit more stars, but there's there's ridiculous amounts of both. And cal- how you can calculate for the Earth is pretty crazy because I don't know how exactly. And then also the universe is we are still exploring it. There's still a lot of parts we don't know, so it's yeah. just... It's just some guy doing some goodwill hunting shit, just writing and wearing out endless pieces of chalk on a chalkboard. Just, sh- He's like, hey, what are you doing yeah, there? Exactly. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> He's and Matt, off. Matt Damon's the, jan- the surly janitor that solves it real He's quick like, and runs wait, off. Wait, wait. Wait a second. Is that correct? <laughs> Is that guy from Boston? <laughs> yep. Those guys cruising for a bruising. That guy was in The Departed. <laughs> hey, you punched me back in kindergarten. I'm getting revenge. That was 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. Um, any more world news? Can uh, you think of anything that's been going on? 
Uh, I mean, oh, that Parkland shooter in Florida—that's a—that's a country news. That's a—that's a national. Did he just get? He convicted? got uh, convicted for life. Good. Yeah, he, he got life. He's gonna spend the rest of his life behind bars if he doesn't kill himself or somebody doesn't kill him first. Which they're all good possibilities. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to get to somebody on the inside. Um, it just—it just depends on how much money you got and who you're talking to. That's why, like. That's why old Uncle Charlie Manson didn't get <coughs> murdered in prison because he made a lot of smart deals with, like, the Aryan Brotherhood. Well, he didn't make smart deals. He just rubbed elbows with yeah. the Aryans. He, um, Jeffrey Dahmer ended up pissing off his roommate. Yeah, um, who murdered and, him. And fucked him up. Yeah, he killed him for, with a weight bar, and then he, after he was he unconscious... Yeah, and then he took a broom and shoved it up Jeffrey Dahmer's ass. And broke it, broke it, yeah, broke it up his ass. Some eyes of a broom. Pretty crazy. I was I was watching a documentary the other day on Jeffrey Dahmer too, and uh, he was talking about how when he went into prison, he he had become a Christian, he become a born again Christian, and uh, he got baptized or whatever. But then he would fuck around and he would be eating food in the cafeteria and he would be like talking about how like this tasted like people or you know. And, and he, he would constantly leave, like, uh, bones out with a bunch of ketchup to, like, you know, imitate uh, blood on, on bones and shit. It was a weird thing. And I guess he just pissed enough people off that they were like, yo, somebody kill this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because... Um, I'm sure the guards conveniently looked away when it happened, too, because I'm sure the guards, got, the guards were tired of this guy, too. I think it was just, you know, you, you can't make a lot of enemies in this world and not expect somebody to lash out and fucking yeah. try to touch you. You know, that's what people do when you piss them off, man. Is they're only gonna fucking be mad at you for so long before they hit you. Or just kill you. Yeah. Well, sometimes it doesn't stop there. Ooh. But yeah, they're making a movie series about the Dolmer thing right now. It looks pretty good. The guy playing it soon like the method acting thing where yeah. Daniel Lewis, acting. where he practiced for months ahead of time to like get this guy's speech pattern and the way he dressed, man, did everything. Fucking Daniel Day Lewis, man, he is such a good good actor. Oh He's my, just crazy yeah. as fuck. He is crazy. It reminds me of like uh, Christian Bale too, another good actor that would do that also. Yeah, do that die hard. That was something I was in school for a little while and I took an acting class. That was something that we did talk about method acting. Um, but it's really acting, intense. Method acting is very intense, but there's a lot of people that do it that kind of lose themselves a little bit, you know? Yeah, because they immerse themselves in this other character. Yeah. And when you lose yourself a little bit mentally, it takes time to get back to who you really were. Yeah. You know? You're going to lose yourself. Opportunity lifetime. Here's you got an eight mile over here. Here's something crazy. I saw an episode of Law and Order the other day, and it was um, these people that were picking up young kids that were trying to make it home from the bar or whatever. Or like, you know, this one girl was trying to find her friend. So they pick them up and they put a bunch of acid in the water, Ugh. and like they give them some water, and then they take them back to this house. And basically, what they ended up finding when they did a tox screen on this one girl, they gave them like a hundred hits of DMT. Jesus. And they had a bunch of kids in there that um, were kind of controlling uh, the situation. Um, but the people are just tripping out as hard as hell. Um, and they made these people dig their own graves. Yeah, like they're just sitting there tripping balls and falling all over themselves. And they're forcing them to bury, uh, to dig their own grave. 
and it happened a few times where the women would escape, you know, they'd get out of there. Um, but one went to a psych ward. She, she never came back from all the drugs. The other one, they did get her back. But, man, you imagine just being, like, so far gone on psychedelics that you, you never come back. Yeah. You know? That's rough. Like, just a, uh, one, one trip too many, you know, and then you can't come back. Yeah, that's a that's a scary thought. Well, speaking of uh, not coming back and scary thoughts, when do your movie review? Yeah, I uh, watched a documentary recently on Waco, uh, Texas, and the uh, whole uh, what were they? They were like Christian uh, extremists or something like that. Yeah. They were a fucking cult. They had a compound. So, it was a nutty documentary. It started out with the families, uh, or the people that had died, children being interviewed. So, some of the kids that were born there, um, when the whole thing happened, were released uh, during the hostage negotiations. So, they were interviewing a lot of the children of the parents that died. Um, And what they ended up talking about was how the main dude, I forget his name, but uh, it's like David or some shit. Um, he was ordering all this stuff off of the internet, basically, at the time. But it wasn't the internet. It was, like, call service or some shit. But he was getting UPS-delivered uh, packages every couple days. And inside these packages, the UPS man started to notice they were getting heavier and heavier. They were getting fucking guns and Damn. ammunition and fucking... Uh, bulletproof vests and they were getting grenades and all sorts of stuff so ready for guerrilla yeah, war the guy was trying to get uh munitions up so that they could fucking have a holy war or something with people i think they were starting to try to build like combat soldiers they started having the the people in the religious group do like combat training you know using the guns and uh firing and stuff um what ended up happening was the ATF got wind of it, yep. and they came up with the idea that they were going to raid the, the thing, the compound. Um, so they rode in with a bunch of like tarps over trailers and a bunch of men and stuff. What they didn't know was one of the reporters had told the, the religious group about the raid. Oh, so fuck. Because it was just publicized that much. So the reporter let him know. And when the ATF showed up to take over the compound, they were all staged and ready to shoot at them. So they ended up shooting a ton of cops. I think like 11 officers died that day. Damn. Um, A bunch more got injured. And at a point, they had to have a ceasefire from from the religious group because they were just killing all the cops. Um, They ended up having a, you know, a ceasefire. They pulled back. Um, they came back the next day with more armory and fucking tanks and stuff. Um, but the people had got inside and barricaded themselves in, and they had children, they had women, they had you know hostages. So what ended up happening was they held their compound for like days at a time, and they were trying to get them out by uh, playing loud music in the middle of the night and flashing uh, lights into the the compound. They cut off the electricity. You know, they were messing with them as much as they could. So a few days go by, they release some of the hostages. They release some of the children, but some of them stay behind too. Um, 
and just as the ATF is ready to go in, um, they start trying to go in again, and there's some more firefight, and they're shooting at each other. And while this is all going on, they start lighting the place on fire, the whole compound. Mm. So they take diesel or some sort of... The cops light it? No. Oh, the, the, the people in the group? group. Okay. And they start lighting the place on fire. Um, a couple people escape through the windows, but most of them burned inside the, the building, the main uh, house. I think it was like 25 people or something died. Children, women, um, the main dude. Um, so instead of them being captured and having to go through the legal process, they were just like, we'll burn ourselves alive. You know? Damn. And it was pretty nuts, man. Um, they had just never encountered anything like that before. Um, religious groups have always been kind of, you know, iffy in in our society. But well, when we had the whole issue of the Mormon Church. Well, when you start as a religion, regardless of what it is, um, when you start getting guns together, you know, that's a real fucking that's a real slippery slope. Yeah. Because all you need is one guy to be like. It's our time to revolutionize. This is our time. Our time now. Yeah. Yep. That's that's pretty scary. Um, but yeah, the the Waco, Texas incident. It it was really bad. Um, it was a great documentary. I really did like it. They talked about all the people that were left behind after it and stuff. Um, all the people survived. Yeah. Well, yeah. the children that survived. They're they're adults now. You know, it's been years and years. This happened 90s. back in like '93 or yeah. something. Um, but out of like, out of 10, I'd give it like a good seven. It was a decent documentary. Give it a seven, uh, gasoline cans. Something. I don't know. Seven, uh, Bibles wrapped with bullets for shooting at people. Bah, 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 bah. Something, Trevor. God. All right. I'm doing my album review now. All right. So this is something Chris sent me, and it's a mashup of Wu-Tang Clan and Led Zeppelin. Those are the artists, and the album is just called Wu-Tang Clan and Led Zeppelin, the Wu-Tang Zeppelin mashup album. And it's like 43 minutes long. The song I picked was uh, Release the Immigrant, which is like the immigrant song from Zeppelin, and then Release the Wu-Tang or something from Wu-Tang Clan. Release the Wang. Sounds like a name for a porno. Release the Wang. But, uh, it was good. You had Method Man in there rapping along to da 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 da, and then you had uh, something like RZA in there too. It was good. Nice. So out of uh, Zeppelins and Shaolin swords, I'd give it. I'd give it a good seven. Uh, ten. Eight. I'd give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Sorry, folks. I'm not I'm doing rough tonight, folks. Uh, next one. We got uh, Rogue Train Attacks. Oh yeah, let's talk TV about program. Attacks. So we have this we have this idea recently where you have a TV show when Rogue Trains Attack and we would have Sam Elliott as the, the guest. Yeah. And we think it would be funny like he never saw it coming in the grocery store. It's like you're buying some groceries and train just runs right through the grocery store. Ah! Just Why did bread get so expensive? <laughs> man, the, man this, these food prices are off the rails right now. Blah, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I man, these fruit pies never see the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh God, Trevor's bad jokes. Uh, we could also do it like you're in a library, or the funny one would be to like if you're in a adult, like an adult store, and a train just rolls right through. Man, they're gonna run a train on this chick. Just right through. Or just to be in, like, uh, regular places, like at work or something, and, and you're just a mile from the train tracks, but all of a sudden, a yeah. train just finds its way to you. You know what they say, train beats bus every time. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't beat plane, though. Train versus plane. That's the ultimate. Unless you had a flying train. Then we're all Whoa. fucked. Flying Whoa. train. Flying train, man. That's got to be a thing. That'd be Who pretty great. win? I don't know. A train versus a plane? Like, a plane would have to be coming in real low. What if you had the train... I think the train would fuck up the plane. What if the train got shot from, like, a a, a rail gun? Like, you, no. you take the caboose, See, you're put it on the rail crazy. gun, and just shoot I'm it. Saying, I'm saying a, a, a jetliner is losing power, and it's coming down, and it has no control. Oh, but it's coming jetliner. It's coming down on a train track. And as it's coming down the same time, the train's coming towards the plane. I think that plane is done. I think the train's going to obliterate it. But is the plane going fast enough to fuck the train Also, up? what? how big is the, the plane, too? I'm talking jetliner, man. I'm talking, you know, yeah. cross-country flight. Not a little biplane, but a, a no, full, a full commercial. Jet, yeah. 747. <laughs> Who wins? Train versus plane. I think it would be bad for both parties involved. I think nobody's walking away from nobody's that. Nobody's walking away. But can you imagine being the, the random carnage? Can you imagine being the random homeless guy hanging out like a, you know he's, like he's a, a quarter the, mile away, just sitting there with a, with a scotch in his hand. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> and he just and he watches it all. And he's he like, pours Whoa. it. Yeah, yeah. He sets his drink down. Yeah. He's like. I guess that's enough of that. <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Oh, man. Uh, it was definitely a highlight so far. We could talk about... Uh, trains versus planes. Trains versus... <laughs> we could uh, talk about Chris wants Reese's peanut butter cups to step up their peanut butter game. Yes, I am very <laughs> passionate about this, okay? Folks, I, I think we all know that Reese's peanut butter cups are, are a pretty amazing candy. You know, in general, they're not bad at all. Here's my big gripe with them. Grinds your ears. Yeah, this is what really grinds my ears. (laughs) So the peanut butter that they put inside the Reese's, it's like chalky fucking peanut butter It's the cheapest peanut butter you can make. It's very cheap peanut butter, or it's, it's, uh, you know, their special fucking recipe. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, I want my... Get it, Chris. I want my fucking Reese's chocolate... With some Jif peanut butter, man. I want a creamy fucking peanut butter. Problem is, they're gonna raise the price of that so much. I don't give a shit what they gotta do. (laughs) They gotta call in Superman. I don't care what they gotta do. They better step up their peanut butter. Get their peanut butter figured out. I just. Reese's. You're going down. I wanted to see Chris for the podcast, like, read aloud an angry letter he would send to Reese's Pieces. Like, if you wrote a letter, I'd have you read it on the podcast. Hello. Hello, Reese's and Mars. Dear CEO of Mars and Reese's, (laughs) let me let you know how you can get your shit. You're gonna lay it down like Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm gonna lay it down for you, brother. You 
better step up your peanut butter game. You better rise to the cream like the creamy peanut butter. Or else you're going to get the people's elbow. Ah! I don't think you realize how seriously <laughs> I take my peanut butter cups. <laughs> I mean, you could die from not having these peanut butter cups proper. Die from poor quality of peanut butter. I'm telling you, man. I've seen it happen. I don't want to watch it happen to you. Right, are you a creamy or a crunchy peanut butter guy? So, here's my whole thing with crunchy peanut butter. I love peanuts with creamy peanut butter, but it's got to be a good ratio. You know what I mean? You ever yeah. come across crunchy peanut butter that's way too many nuts? And then yeah. you just you can't spread it. You're breaking bread as you're trying to I spread also it. like a good ratio between yeah, crunch and because cream. Because there shouldn't be too much of either. If it's a crunchy peanut butter, it should be somewhere in the middle. Not all peanuts. <laughs> But yeah, you're just gonna get all the nuts now. If, if ah! I had a choice, it'd definitely be creamy, man. Creamy. Peanut I would butter. pick crunchy, but I don't. But like you said, that is an issue where if, if it's if it's too crunchy, it just ruins bread. I've had that. It's just like because you might as well be eating peanuts at that point. You know, you might as well just have a bowl of peanuts. Yeah. So I like crunchy, but yeah, not too creamy, not too crunchy. I think we agree on that. You know? Yeah. So I got another peanut butter topic here. It's like the peanut butter episode so far. So Chris sometimes will say like, come on, man, talk shit to me. Da, da, da. So I, when he didn't expect it Tuesday, he was he was eating some peanut butter. He was getting down on some peanut butter. And I jokingly turned and like, man, you going to save any of that peanut butter? And he just immediately went, Rah! It's pretty funny. It's kind of like uh, with Joe Pesci and uh, Goodfellas. like, get Get your fucking shine box. And then he was like Joe Pesci and he just lost. I was like, dude, I was just talking so shit. So hilarious. Ah, I got a whole nother jar. So I went to the grocery store the other day, right? I did. And when I went to the grocery store, on sale, they had the giant jar of creamy peanut butter for like three bucks. And I was like, perfect. We it's both good deal. love peanut butter. We eat a ton of it. That'd be great. So I knew we were running low at the house. And when I was eating the last little bit of it, he just turns around and was like, so you're gonna save any peanut butter for me? And I was like, motherfucker, we got a whole. I know, I dog. knew, I knew that. But it was it was hilarious just because I was I was totally caught off guard and I was just focused on what I was doing. And uh, I I look back at it and I'm like, yeah, I could have handled that a little better. But you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I bought so much peanut butter. I'm like Donald Trump over here. I got so much peanut Sit butter. Sit down, you're More gay. More peanut butter than anybody. Yeah, the best I mean, type of peanut the butter. The peanut butter is, is the best phenomenal. ratio. <laughs> this peanut butter will inspire the American way for everybody. I'm gonna drain the swamp and put peanut butter, peanut butter in the all swamp. over it. This peanut butter swamp. Yo, Donald mm. Trump, man. If I ever see you, I'm punching you in the dick, bro. <laughs> I'm definitely kicking him down a staircase if I ever see him in a staircase. But yeah, give me peanut butter or give me death. There you go. Oh, man. Uh, we could also talk about the uh, the gay black man that renounced being gay at church. I, oh, yeah. The, one, the I thing like you just... Men's no more. You want to give a little background like it was bonfire? So it's the bonfire. Uh, they were doing... A, a funny video about um, the podcast. They have, they have a bunch of uh, bonfire the comedy podcast. Yeah, of like uh, some of their funnier topics. But they have this one uh, gay black guy that's at church, and they bring him up to the front, and he's and the pastor's like, "Tell him what you want to tell him," and he grabs the mic. And he's like, "I'm not gay no more." <laughs> 
He's like, I will not hold a purse. I won't not. wear makeup. <laughs> and he's like, women. I love women. Where, 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 and he does this funny, like, shaking ass, puts his arms down yeah. to his side, he and he starts wiggling, wiggling around. And I've been to some uh, black Baptist church. I have and too, and they get fun. You see some funny dancing and some funny running around sometimes. But this dude was wearing, uh, <laughs> a, a, what is it, an ascot? He's like the dude from, uh, uh, yeah. uh, fuck. Scooby Doo. He's like Fred. Fred. Yeah, he's wearing like an ascot. He has fucking. It's like this like, cream colored ascot. Yeah, really. Is, is not straight at all. But you should just hear him go on about how he loves women, 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 women. And then every one of the, all these people in the church start dancing around him, got yeah. excited. And then we'll talk about the uh, afterwards the interview later. So he does have an interview like a couple days later, and they talk to him, and they they ask him, "So you're straight now?" And he goes, "No, I'm still gay. I'm just <laughs> caught up in the moment." <laughs> so, just goes to show, folks. I don't know. Just be who you are in this world. <laughs> he was being definitely touched by the Holy Spirit. He was being touched by an angel. So yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, angels, you were telling me how the seventh heaven, the uh, actor who played the dad, yeah. apparently was a, uh, was a pedophile. Pedophile, yeah. So the dad who uh, played uh, the pastor on seventh heaven, <laughs> he was a pastor. He was always running into problems with his hot daughters. <laughs> That's right. He did have hot yeah, daughters. I've hot seen daughters, the and he was always was causing trouble with them. Um, but. Later on, after the show, I guess, was over, um, on his fucking computer, somebody found a bunch of child porn. Oh, shit. And he had to kind of um, come forward and talk about it. He did a whole, like, interview on uh, 2020 or something like that. He, he did an interview. Um, and he basically talked about how he, you know, prayed to God and all this shit. And I'm like, bro, you're just a sick fuck, man. There's a lot of people out there that are sick fucks. Just you, own up to it, You're man. a sick fuck. You're a sick fuck. I'm sorry. You, you know, you like children. That's a weird thing to like. Kids are annoying as hell. Yes, they are. <laughs> That's why, like, these 18-year-old chicks, even though there are some hot ones, I just have to listen to them talk for about 10 seconds and go... <sighs> so. 18-year-old girls are not fucking appealing. <laughs> yeah. like they're even more if, annoying than anything. Even if they're good looking at yeah, they're usually so annoying because they're so literally... <laughs> mentally kids so if you are not old enough to go out to a bar we're not talking you know because Straight up. saying that you would at least have to be 21 I'm about to be 32 I mean 11 year age difference yeah that's an issue um, I'm also 32 yeah. and it's it's definitely the woman like yeah she's some good eye candy but I, I definitely have better see myself dating nah. an 18 year old fuck that like Chris I definitely like the women who have a little more baggage a little older Whatever happened to good old banana tits, man? Banana tits with like a big nipple Ooh. and a pointy nipple and like yeah. the under boob is, is mm. like nicely pointed out. Banana tits used to rock during the seventies and then they started to go away. Nice. This well, was a this was a big J subject that he brought up. And we've I was, talked about actually tit, uh, types of titties through the decades. Yeah, dude, yeah. like like giant areolas Ooh. and puffy nipples. Like I puffy love nips. Yeah. You don't see that as much uh, uh, anymore. I actually mentioned that my boss today. He he's like, so what about that uh, cute Portuguese Portuguese girl? I was like, well, first off, 
I don't think she has enough up here going on. I think she could use bigger boobs. And he just, he just put it, he just like, he put his torch down. He just like leaned over and looked to me. He's like, well, that's something you shouldn't tell her. I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell her, but I thought it would make you smile. And he had this, this giant shitty grin on his face. I was like, you know, I do have a bit of a tongue. But yeah, I also agree. Uh, I also now with women, like I've been with chicks with, Big boobs, small boobs, in between boobs, and yeah, I want something to grab. So yeah, ladies of boobs, hit us up. <laughs> um, yeah, like on a scale of one to ten, man, a nice B to C cup, man. That's if that's about D, perfect. If you got D, that's D's good. D's are good, but but you know, my dad told me this a long time ago, and he's kind of right. He's like anything more than a handful, you know, then you're just you're you're over you're overstepping. You know, you, you need two handfuls, one in each. Yeah. More than that, you're just playing. Kind of the, the, you're playing. It's the old man rule of thumb for tit size. Enough for one good handful. There you go. We, uh... Ooh, another one. Slowpoke Rodriguez. Something you want oh, to talk yeah. about. yeah. I love Slowpoke Rodriguez. He you was, background? He was the stoner Mexican um, stereotype to Speedy Gonzalez. Because Speedy was... was Speedy Get Gonzalez shit done all was time. the fastest mouse in all Mexico, and his his cousin Slowpoke Rodriguez was real slow, real sleepy. Yeah, real sleepy Mexican style. But he was awesome because he packed a gun, and he was always like quick witted. Like he wasn't yeah. quick witted, but he, I don't know. Dude. He was he, clever. He was very clever. Clever, exactly. Like he he learned how to do uh, how to how to hypnotize all the yeah. cats. Yeah, and exactly. Get them to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, this motherfucker had skills, bro. And, yeah. And for Speedy Gonzalez to be the fastest mouse in all Mexico, that's that's great and all. But his cousin's is but but the, his cousin rolls around, smokes one. joints, blows fucking cats away with, <laughs> yeah. with fucking pistols. Man. He's like a Cypress Hill song, hundred yeah, percent. He's the coolest guy, man. <laughs> Slowpoke Rodriguez, shout out, man. Shout out to the more obscure uh, cartoon characters. And and the fact is, they don't play those kind of cartoons anymore because it's it's thought to be a bad stereotype of Mexicans. But I mean, you ask most Mexican people, they love Slowpoke Rodriguez and fucking Speedy Gonzalez. Just, that's all I got to say yeah, about if that. If you have a good sense of humor, hell yeah. Just like most Indian people love Apu, you know? But that was <laughs> yeah. the whole thing, too. They that was like, the whole thing. He's a stereotype. Motherfucker, you know how many Indians run fucking convenience stores? A lot. A ton of them. This town included. Just like there's white people that have no problem with the Elmer Fudd stereotype of, like, the goofy, you know, stuttering, white, great white hunter running yep. around. What? Yep. Duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. Yeah. So we also got... Ooh. Hey, here's a, a topic, too. What happens in Rhode Island stays in Rhode Island. Well, yeah. kill Tony. We were talking Thanks. about uh, Rhode Island as a state and how it's just very obscure and not a lot of people know about it like Vermont and Rhode Island and stuff just these weird eastern northern states yeah small yeah but not as much people but yeah it was just an interesting concept to be like 
You know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Rhode Island stays in Rhode Island. What happened to Rhode Island? I don't know, but it was a lot of clam chowder, yeah, I think. A lot of clam chowder and uh, women doing rooster calls, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, these chicks that were from Rhode Island on the comedy show Kill Tony that Chris showed me. These women are from Rhode Island. And he's like, do something cool about Rhode Island. Do a cool Rhode Island thing. So he's like, well, a big thing we do is the... Uh, we, chicken call. The chicken call. And she went... And she like got into it 100%. And it was funny because her hot daughter's behind her and she's just like, yeah, my mom's doing it. Yeah, she was doing the whole chicken dance, getting down. Yeah, but uh, that's a big thing in a lot of farming communities. Like people pig call and people duck call and stuff. So yeah, shout out to Rhode Island. We'll probably never get there, but if we ever do, I do want to try out your clam chatter. Rhode Island. What do you got? What do you got for us, Rhode Island? Yeah, I mean, send us some T-shirts. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Vermont should still send us something. I mean, Vermont at least is Bernie Sanders, so Vermont's got nothing but gay sweaters for us. Whatever, jealous of my sweaters. Trevor loves his Vermont sweater. It's very comfortable, sir. It's not even from Vermont. <laughs> no, but it's I got it for free, and it's very comfortable. <laughs> That's Trevor's whole wardrobe. I got it for free. I got it. Yeah, if I've, I got someone gave it to me like, you want this? Like, all right, whatever. Okay. It was warm. <laughs> it was warm. It was comfortable. And they're like, did you just give him that cat piss jacket? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he wanted I've it. I washed it. I washed <laughs> it. I think Chris is secretly jealous and would love to have a, 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 a jacket of this I, style. I feel like he's very comfortable in the jacket, and that's all well and good. But I know as a human being, that jacket looks gay as hell. <laughs> well, I only wear it in the house, so it's okay. It's very, it's very effeminate of you. I'm just wearing it in the house, all right? You know what? I like women. Women. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Today's been a good day. Today's been a good day. Didn't have to use your AK. Hey. Hey, Ice Cube. <laughs> I do like that song. Fucked around and got a triple double. Nice. Yeah, we've pretty much covered all the topics. All right, man. We've ran pretty ham. The first guitar song is a little rough because I ain't warmed up, so I need to do better. Do it, man. So, uh, yeah, we're going to upload uh, 51 and 52 and probably 53 here next couple of days. Check us out. Hell yeah. And we'll just keep trying to get better and do cooler things. And, uh, people, just be nice out there. Just, it's uh, definitely a frog-eat-dog world out there. <laughs> so there you go. Plane versus train kind of world. Planes and trains and... Automobiles. It's fucking crazy. And... Hurts. Hurts. <laughs>